This is a different kind of one up today because Cypher Sounds is on vacation. And I have a whole bunch of dope underground artists who are in town. And I know you guys are, you know, a lot of the people who listen to one up are curious about what I'm listening to and what kind of fire one up ish shit still exists. And a bunch of those cats happen to be in town. And since Cypher's gone, I was like, you know what? I was going to have these guys do real late. So I was like, why don't I do a short version for real late and a more extended sit down with these guys and make it a little one up And so that's what we have. So on this episode, we got uh, a couple of dope MCs. Uh, my man Jay Nice, who you heard on the Real Eight album on the song "Mind Over Matter," is from Delaware. He's fire. Another another guy, um, Lord Jamonte Ogben, who's a really dope, interesting sort of off kilter, weird, funky but dope rapper. Um, from well, I know him from being from North Carolina. We have him, the producer Buck Dudley, who did the SRD record on the Real Eight album, who's fire. And then one of the dopest producers on the underground right now out of Montreal named Nicholas Craven. All those guys were in town. So we got together, sat down, and just talked about their path and uh, play some of the music. I hope you dig the music. I hope you check them out further. This is the kind of shit I'm on. We don't do a lot with new artists, so wanted to expose you to some new cats. Um, and yeah, goes a little something like this. Hit it. My name is Peter Rosenberg, and in the building, a um, couple of people you've heard many times before, if, you, if you're a regular listener to the Real Late program, my man, Lord Jamonte Ogben in the building, Yo, was popping. How you feeling? It's a pleasure, man. Pleasure to have you up here, man. Been playing your tunes now for a few years. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you for the support. Of course, bro. And of course, my guy, you may have heard him on the Real Late album, and you will hear him again on Real Late 2 whenever I eventually finish this album. My man, Buck Dudley, in the building. You, what's good? What's good, man? How are you guys? You got an album out together. We do. Yeah, we do. Highly favored. Highly favored, yeah. Just dropped in March. March. Uh, Pull that mic March nice second. and close, Buck. All right. Don't act like a producer. Pretend you're a rapper I today. I know. I hate it. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, this is your time. You have to. You have to rep for yourself. How First did off, Buck? You set the tone of the album with the production. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you set it off right now. How did dang. How did the highly favored project uh, come together? Uh, well, like a lot of things uh, that happen sort of in this realm of hip hop, uh, it happened at. Mark Top Shelf Premium's shop. Okay, uh, I heard I heard Jamonte was in town, uh, and he's one of the few artists I, you know, was really eager to sort of work with and meet. Why? Why? Uh, he's just he's a, a different type of uh, creative rapper. He's not just like your standard issue, rapidy rap. No rah rah type shit. No, he's he's uh, he's got just vivid album uh, uh, track titles. Uh, ad libs different than anyone else's and the bar work speaks for itself I mean yes. honestly yeah um, for people who haven't heard Jamonte Ogben before man you are a different kind of MC and maybe mm -hmm. people have seen you on top shelf with, with Mark or heard your music on Relate or just checked out your music streaming um, who, who, who would you cite as influences I, I've been curious about that with you because you are different you do occupy your even in this underground world that right. we're all kind of in and around you you do have a different style. Who, anyone in particular you cite as an influence? I have a lot of influences, honestly. Um, Redman, there's a Dark Side album. That album influenced mm. me a lot as far as productions and his personality, like the character he brings to records. Um, yeah. Shouts to Reggie, by the way. I just, I, my, my man Redman, like he... But and Dare is a dark side red man is too. that's different. It's, it's a different, different red man. man. Yeah. yeah, like Red Man's like a, character. It's like a persona. Yeah, yeah. Fact. Red Man's character sort of evolved as the years went on. And right. you know, now we have like a different this is yeah. like the grown up adult working out, you know, health health positivity red man. Right. But Dare is a dark side red man was yeah. a different kind of cat. Zevlove X too. Like when Doom went by Zevlove X, like that's how did you get how did you get down with the with music from this era so hard? Um, listening to the Poor Righteous Teachers, 
Yeah, I had a friend that was heavy on Poor Righteous Teachers, and he put me on Wise Intelligence, and I would just, like, search for music that was kind of, like, in that lane, and that vein of things, and I found out about a lot of other people. How, how old are you? I'm 29, about to turn 29, 30, about to turn 50. 30. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff, this this 50-year-old man rap talk you're having right here. <laughs> what you, a lot of Jersey representation. Yeah, and a say. lot of Jersey. And a lot of I Jersey. I appreciate that. Speech, too, from Arrested Development. Wow. Arrested Development. I reached out to Speech recently about getting him on one. Yeah, I want to get him on the show, bro. You talk to him at all? You know him at all? Never, no. Yeah, I, was, I feel like Arrested Development's like weird in the sense that they were really big, had a couple of hits. Right. And yet don't ever get talked about like in almost uh-huh. any conversation. Right. Like they don't even get talked about in one hit wonder conversation, right. Right. which right. would be disrespectful because that frankly they had at least one big album and they had really like three hits because yeah. they had Tennessee, they had pe- uh, Everyday People and Mr. Wendell was a pretty big record. Mr. Wendell Re- was a great song. And Revolution was a great song too. Yeah. Like they had joints, but then no one talks about yeah. speech and arrested development. My, my dad would too call positive. Mr. Wendell when I was a kid. Would he really? Yeah. Well, your dad cared for the homeless you know? or the houseless people. He cared yeah. for houseless he people did. now. Well, and Buck, where are you from originally? I'm from Jersey. Where? Right across the river in Weehawken. Okay, in beautiful Weehawken, New beautiful Jersey. Weehawken. I can see it. The shadows. The yeah, about yeah, to say, yeah, you really can. I can. When you step out on this balcony, right. you, you get a beautiful view of your of your home. And and Jamonte, where are you from? I was born in Ohio, but raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's where you're at still? Yes. Uh, where in Ohio were you born? Akron, Ohio. Oh, like LeBron James. You very much are. Yes, yes. Just, just like LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah if, you, and if you were to see uh, Jamonte Ibn, you'd also think, just like LeBron James. Yes, the, the, the physique. The 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 height. We out here. Yo, does any is, can you ever mention being from a, being from Akron without the person mentioning LeBron James? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, because a lot of people don't know where that's from, where that is. You know, sometimes people are like, where is that? But if they know LeBron James, if they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like if they know anything. Well, is there anything else anyone says about Akron besides LeBron James? Like someone does know of Akron, but they don't mention LeBron James. Is that a thing? Yeah, they say a movie, a quote from In Too Deep, is it? What? LL Cool J. He's like, you from Akron. What the hell are they doing Akron? Selling corn? <laughs> they say that, but people don't really know. Wow. Yeah. They go straight from LeBron James to In Too Deep. Yeah. The Omar Epps LL Cool J vehicle. Not to be, not to take it left, but um, an incident happened when, like, the police shot this dude, like, 99 times, and that was in Akron, I think. Like, oh, Jaylen wow. Like, Walker or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people might know because of that. Because of that, too. Yeah. Well, you did take it left, but it's a ne- <laughs> it's, 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 it's a necessary left. Yeah, but I'm, I'm putting on for the city. And and how long you been doing the, the rapidy rap? Um, I've been writing since, I want to say, like, 11, 13. Pretty much just writing poems, lyrics down. I started really recording at 14. Like sock in the mic type, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mic in the sock type thing. Instrumentals off YouTube and just building up from there. I started selling my own music at the store, so that's kind of like where I got like up. in Charlotte. Yeah, so that's kind of like where I like learn hustle. I would record and burn it on CDs, like you get and just bring the burn CDs to the store. Yeah, so what people, was people what? would school the hell out of me, like yo, you gotta get the covers, you gotta get this, you gotta get this. But I'm like, yo, it's the hustle. I'm out here, I'm selling my music. I had a whole sales pitch, like. And they were like to help support your local artists, purchase my, you know what I mean? I had like the whole sales pitch for them and people would really rock with it. They listened to it. They gave me pointers. So I kind of like gained my hustle there. And then what store was this? It's called the Chevron on Sugar Creek in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's still there. It is still there. Jumping the line. Word. And they sell like records and, and CDs and all that. No, they sell just like regular store. I was just outside of their store. I was kicked out a lot of times. Just selling my music in front of their store. So just well, like, from harassing cu- customers is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. Now, you didn't try to hit people with the let me put my headphones on your head, did you? Nah. Oh. I respect. Thank you. Nah, Thank you for not doing some that. Some people would, like, just put it in their whips. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? and people, then, let me tell you, the experience in New York, um, Buck, I'm sure you know about this, yeah. the, the experience in New York of Times Square hustlers who make you listen to their music I remember when I, one of the first lessons I had about like all the different ways music is done <laughs> is I was, I'd gotten up here and I got my job at Hot 97. And I'm, I'm feeling myself. You know, I made it to Hot 97 now. It's, it's time I get treated with some respect, even though I don't know how, what I did to earn that respect, but I, I felt I deserved it. And I would be like walking through Times Square and some person would come back, yo, man, you, you like real hip hop? I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I am real hip hop. <laughs> what you got? And they'd be like, yo, $10. I'd be like, 
I work for Hot 97. Right, after, after they had stuffed it into your hand. Right. They're already after it because the hustle's already hand. started. It's yeah. in your hand. They're about to accuse you of stealing it, yeah. you know? So they hand you the CD and you're like, uh, and I'm like, no, no. I said, I'm, I'm a DJ on Hot 97. When I saw that this didn't register in their brain as anything, yeah, it was right, like, right, I don't right. give a fuck. $10. And I'm like, no, sir, excuse me. I'm a DJ. I can give you the opportunity to reach audiences. Right. And I was like, oh, these cats don't care about that. This is literally just a hustle to force people to buy the right. CD. They ain't even rapping on it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was, them. yo, maybe they were just blanks or it was someone else's burned mixtape. I don't know. I know they didn't care about their name getting out. They weren't even telling me their name. Right. All they had was the line. Yo, I, I want to find I out a, now. I wonder if I wonder if they were all real artists or if some of them were straight frauds. Uh, a lot of them were all Wu Tang affiliates. Oh, re, oh yeah, that was yeah, a move yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yo, and you know the people who got off the uh, right off the bus, no disrespect, from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> They were there like, oh my God, I met someone from Wu-Tang. This guy said he yeah, knows, right, it. he right. said he's Inspector Deck's cousin. Right, exactly. I bought three of his CDs. <laughs> he autographed them for me. I bought a CD out there before. You did? How trash was they it? put it in my hand, just like you said. Yeah, they, they gave it to me. I'm like, oh, good look. Then they're like, nah. Then you got bullied? Run that. Yeah, <laughs> How much? Nah, because I'm from that, though. You feel right, me? Right, right. So you I'm, understood I'm it. So did like, you not feel I'm bad? All, I'm all like, yo, how much? And then he gave me the price. I, but when I seen it, you can you can flip the CD back, and you can tell it's a circle on it. Like, tell you how much time on the uh -huh. CD. Like, you know what I mean? So like I would, the rings of a tree. Yeah, it's never. Oh, you could, uh, and you could see it wasn't yeah, much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't no music on there. So oh, like, it was yeah, blank. Yeah, they got off. That's terrible. That's not, that's not right. It's just simply wrong. Um, should, we play, uh, should we play something off this project? Absolutely. Do you guys have a, a personal preference? I think Ja might. Ja? Talk to me. Uh, Talk to me cleanly. What should we listen to? Either Pending Case or My Old Plug Still Pussy. I feel like My Old Plug Still Pussy, that's the leading single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. I'm glad that you went with a, a lead single with such a commercial title. Yes. That'll run right up the charts. Yeah, I, got flagged on I, learned, I learned something from naming the song title that. Like, what do you mean? What'd you learn? Put, nobody, for one, nobody picked it up. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, why I know Press is picking his album up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just wasn't hitting me until I looked at the title of until, the song. Until it got flagged until on YouTube. Looked, it was before that. Yo. When I looked at the song, I was just like, yo, this is why. Yo, you know what's particularly Slurred. ridiculous about you naming it that song, which messes up its algorithm and makes it hard because there's a curse in it? It's not even a dirty song. Right. No. You barely have a curse in the whole song. That's how you know this man's That's a genius. Right. He's exactly. thinking on a different wavelength yeah. altogether. I'll get my vulgarity That's how I know it's kind of like... I'm kind of like getting a little bigger because I used to get this slide with stuff like this. What, what do you mean? Just like certain titles, you know what I mean? Like, um, I guess from like a SoundCloud perspective, I could just let right. the thing slide, but now it's just like getting flagged for it. Things are getting flagged. It, well, it started yeah. picking up. Yeah. Our, our producer, Emilio, gave us a whole spiel the other day about um, the Conway. Our, we, our Conway interview had too many N-words in it. Mm. And they were like, oh, they flagged that. I was like, but... It's Conway who said it. This isn't right, like right, racist right, 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 content. Right, right. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Because like back in the day, your interviews could have any sort of foul language. I mean, I know they could find and flag hateful language. Right. But like I, I, apparently everything now can really get caught up in the matrix if you're. So I guess it would be the same with algorithms and music and stuff like that, too. Buck, how did you get into the uh, the production of it all? Uh, I mean. Just, I mean, as a fan, as a, as a young fan, I've been listening to hip hop since I was like six years old. Um, you know, I probably, I probably got a, my first taste of hip hop when I copped like Life After Death. I had one of those old like Columbia House CD catalogs. My mom let me get one CD, let my sister get one CD. Uh, and I just, I fell in love back then. Yo, that's old school, the, the, the Columbia those? House joints? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, these kids don't know about this. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 35. <laughs> You're only 35, only and you 35. remember that? I'm surprised you know that. I mean, I was a kid. I was still you were a little, a little kid. I was a little kid. Yeah, you're right. Because like, my, I was of the age that I could have, like, if I had done that, I could have bought them in high school. I mean, I wouldn't have had a way to do it. Right. They were like COD, maybe. It was yeah, all it, it was, was all a racket. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I feel like it was a pyramid scheme. Well, it, it wasn't a pyramid scheme. It was a scheme in that they would say, get, like, for 99 cents, you can get like 12, 12, 12 CDs. Yeah, right, exactly. But really what you do is, what you really do is you pay for like, you pay 99 cents for one, right. and then they charge you like 12 
for the other ones if right. you don't pay an X amount of time. And before you know it, you, they're in they're in you for $150. Right, 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 right. So, you know, from back then, I don't know what my mother was thinking, knowing some of the songs on that album, letting me get that album, but she let me get it. And that was it. And that was it. And I fell in love from then. And then, you know, as I got older, um, I just was looking for a way to get involved in it. And as uh, a corny white guy, I was like, I don't think it's going to be rapping. Right. So let me try my hand at producing. Uh-huh. Did you, you never tried the rap part? Oh, uh, you know what? You I, did. I have, I wrote some raps. I don't think I ever recorded. You never, nothing. you never recorded? I never recorded nothing. Thank I mean, you. Listen, don't knock all the corny white guys who thought they could try rapping first before they figured out other things. Right, right. Judgmental it, prick. It, it, it some, <laughs> some of us, some of us had to spit some bars first. Right, right, right. right. Do some freestyle. I was, I was, I was like a 14 year old doo rapping at the oh, beginning yeah. of my mixtapes. Right. Really, really bad. Yeah, really bad. So you figure out. So then, how do you you got equipment? How did you start? No, not even. So I just I use like my father had an old Mac laptop, mm-hmm. and then I just started with like the basics of like chopping up old James Brown records like in GarageBand. Wow. Just like like what was available to me. So like, and what I, what I could, would you do with GarageBand? You would just record stuff and chop. Yeah, you could chop it. You could, like, time stretch it. You could, like, add little stock bullshit drums that were in there and stuff like that. So I could make something. Nothing, Any, anything would, nothing, you, nothing anyone will ever hear. Okay. And and how did you eventually take the step to where you ended up making music for Crime Apple? Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of a long journey. So, you know, I went to, I went to college in Jersey City, um, and I met a bunch of actual talented rappers who I went to school with. Uh, local Jersey guys from Plainfield, my boy Lyle, my boy Big George, uh, my boy Earl Gray, also from Jersey City. And we just got plugged doing a couple little local shows, and I met Crime uh, at that time. Uh, and this is going back like 10, 12 years now. Uh, what was and Crime was just out there shows. hustling, trying to? Yeah, right. So he was he was just trying to get music popping at the same time, and then he had heard some music that I had done, and I was like, yo, this guy's super talented. Uh, in a way, uh, I think that's clear to everybody now that he was just different uh, entirely than anyone just rapping in like a little local underground scene. So uh, we just kept at it. You know, we probably both quit music a couple times. I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to finally get that look and get and get the opportunity to really pop. Uh, and so when Crime finally did, um, we sort of came back to it. This is like 2017 now, and we repackaged a lot of the stuff we had been doing, uh, re-recorded it, you know, retooled it, and then uh, we put out we put out like four projects at the end of 2017, mm. uh, like the last quarter of 2017, and it was on from there. And he t- he's taken it to new heights since then. Uh, yeah, he really with, has with, been with mugs and skids and and uh, just a lot of the guys he's been working with. Um, so shout out to Crime Apple. That's my brother. Yeah, shout out to Crime Apple. And this project here with Lord Jamonte Ogden, who's mm-hmm. in the building. Yeah, we um, This is your first time stepping out and doing a project with someone else, right, bud? It is, like, entirely. Um, you know, I had little one-offs here and there with people. But I prefer to, to lock in with the artist. Um, and like I said before, Ja is, is such a unique uh, and talented guy. You know, it, it's hard to go from crime to just, like, some other guys. Yeah, when I think no offense to the other guys. No, a lot of great other guys. Love you. A lot of guys. good other guys. Lo- but, love the other guys. But um you know, the opportunity to tap in with Ja and and like build something organically. Like I really thrive on on working that way. Like we recorded everything together in person. There was no like Where Charlotte or here? Uh all in Jersey. All in Jersey. Uh, we start Yeah, man. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to Yard. Shouts out to Brown. And um, Ja and Ja you drive up here? Flight. Drop on the flight, okay. Yeah. Um, One hour. Yeah, it's easy. So, like I said, we met at Mark's shop, um, yep. and that was, like, right before COVID popped. John was up here doing a little tour, and it got cut short by COVID. Um, John must be a fun person to produce for, too, because he can allow you to do beats that are not that straight ahead. N- that's exactly right, actually. He, he and he can me. still find a pocket, which right. is a lot of people think they find a pocket, but there's really not a pocket to be found. <laughs> right, right, right. right and right. I'm listening, and I like, I'm like, oh, I know I'm supposed to be like abstract and really know where they're where they're hearing the beat. Right. But I'm not here. That's not where I'm hearing it. Right. Jamonte J- Ivan is like very good at finding the offbeat pocket, but it is in fact a pocket. Yeah, I'm in the pockets. He 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 prides himself Jabot on finding G's the pocket pockets. too. 
Jabot jean pockets. The Jabot, yeah, they're everywhere. You don't know, I'm but grabbing. But you're gonna find the pocket I'm somewhere. Find the pocket. Yeah. Um. So, Ja, what else do you have going on right now besides this project? This joint's uh, popping. What else is is next? I'm starting a tour tomorrow with Brain Orchestra and Nolan the Ninja from Vermont to DC, and then I'm gonna plan a down south tour myself and try to do West Coast, Midwest, and. Hopefully overseas, you know, and just keep mm-hmm. it going. Just keep hitting the road and putting out good music and connecting with people. Can you tell people listening right now who, like, you know, are hearing you right now, and you are you are definitively, I would say, an, like an underground, quote, artist, yeah. how you go about doing this? Like, how, how do you put together tours? Um, you know what I mean? Can you give a little bit of insight on how the business part works when you're an artist who's below the radar but has your fan base out there? I would say, for me, I was just really watching a lot of different scenes. It's like figuring out who's who, what's what, when when and where. I feel like once you know these things, it make it a little easier than just out here shooting to shoot. So I pretty much just find out everything I can about a scene and um, establish relationships with artists. And I just figure out. Where do people throw the shows? Who's DJing? How much? Well, for example, how did you first things? connect with Mark with Top Shelf Premium? How did how did that first connect, connection come to be? I want to say um, just from knowing Mark's, like, just through his movement, Top Shelf, just coming to New... Oh, yeah, I, I, I came to the show, <laughs> Supply and Demand. You came to the Supply and Demand I show. I came to the Supply and Demand, and I met you at that show. Oh, at the, at the one... At the one in Chelsea. Uh, at the one in Chelsea. The one in... Right Chelsea. before the pandemic? Yeah. yeah, like a few months before the, the pandemic. The one in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I met you while you were catching a cab, and you was nice. I'm like, yo... I'm an artist. I'm trying to come up. I, w- I wasn't a dick. No, you was nice. Like you gave me an email. Did you give him a CD? No, I didn't. Have <laughs> you know, you know, what's, you know what's funny story behind the scenes about that, about my own life because yeah. on one app, this is a funny, funny night. I, that night was very important for me too, yeah. because that night I I would I was just starting to get my uh, my swagger back post divorce. Yeah. Like I, I had not I'd barely gone out. That was one of the few times like that I started to go out and like be like, hey, I'm gonna go out and be in a good mood. And right. I was like, actually wanted to go out for one of the first times. And I went out, the event was early. Yeah. I remember it was like, I got off work, I think at 6.30 that night. The event started early, like 7.30. I went down, I met Mark, I hung out, saw the show. And I was by myself. Mark's like busy doing shit. And I, I'm just running into artists and mm-hmm. chopping it up with people, had a few drinks. Right. And I remember I went home. I, I got home early, bro. Like I left at like nine o'clock, yeah, something like that. Early. And and I was and I was just slightly nice, like just slight right. felt slightly nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I sent an email to an unnamed important person yeah. at WWE who I because I had no longer been with the company. I hadn't been there for like uh, the better part of a year. Mm. This like whole shitty year. And that night I was just feeling kind of good. And I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't talked to him forever. Let me drop him a line. Boom, 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 boom. Feeling nice on a Friday night. Drop this person the line. To this day, I don't know what happened. But I know that that line that night is the reason I've been back there ever since. That was a good night. It was a good night. Like I I heard from someone later that night that was like, oh, hey, I hear people talking about you. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even. Yo, I was not even shooting a shot. That wasn't even shooting a shot. It was just like a. I got nothing to lose. I don't work there. Who cares? Because I, I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, I've had a couple of drinks. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I don't work there. I'm just sending someone an email. Right. Boop, boop, boop. Here you go. So the point is, kids, every once in a while, after just a couple of drinks, not too many, yeah. just to be clear, I, I wasn't wasted. Right. This is my mistake. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't do it, Buck. Don't send it. After the fourth drink, don't send it. But if you're at two and change, send the email. Okay. Good gonna- question. How did it feel winning the title? Oh, bro! My <laughs> boy won a title. Shh, I used bro. to love WWE. 2002, 2003, oh, what's that? 2004. That's bro. That's an era right that's, there. That's that was my time. That ruthless aggression. That was my time. That Brock Lesnar, John Cena. <laughs> that was my time. Oh, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Everybody. So no, that day was in, it was the best. It was, it was so fun. I, I like I I some I literally just today I thought about it. I was like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. Still, and they retired the title, which made me like. Sad, but also happy because I'm like, okay. now nobody else could get it. Yeah, like the people sure. who got it, got it. Right. Um. It was. It was. It was crazy, bro. Oh, that's fire. The pandemic brought some interesting and 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 in the end and positive things. Right. Look at your guys' project. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And Buck, what's next on the horizon for you, my friend? Uh, 
So right now I'm working on a, a project with my bro RLX. Uh, Shouts to RLX, yeah. yeah. RLX out of Lawrence, Massachusetts, uh, Monteca crew. Uh, so we're about halfway done with that. Um, really excited for that. It's got him in a different pocket. Uh, it sounds a lot different than anything I've done with Prime, a lot different than anything I've done with Ja. Um, so I, I'm trying to work with a lot of different artists who will allow me to explore different sounds, you know, different textures, different, uh, you know, just different ways of making music entirely. Um, and then other than that, I, I'm working with Ja still. You know, I just I had three joints on Crime's latest project. You don't fuck with Crime 3, just dropped two weeks ago. Um, crime keeps that music coming, boy. Yeah, he does. I'll tell he you does. that. Every I mean, time a song, every time I run out of songs from Crime to play, got, got the email pops up with three more songs from Crime to play. You know what the thing is? It's like, um, I, th I feel like it's just the way that people digest music now. It's just like the way social media is. Just look at it, flip it, you're on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's and it's like that with music. You know, you're not just doing one album every two years like you used to be able to do. And then just getting like this whole big movement behind it and, and people like actually letting letting people sit and digest the music. Yeah. You gotta keep it you gotta keep moving. You gotta keep for it, better you for worse. You gotta keep moving, you gotta keep doing it to make a living. You gotta keep you know. Well you body you, you bodied the record on my project too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Still that. Uh, the um, S R D. Thank you. That's a it's a an honor. Oh no, dude! Yeah. You, you you came through. That beat is horrid. Thank you. Bro. You came through, and the and let me tell you right now, the joint that I that I cuff from you already for the next one. Yes, that I can't. I, the thing is, I I love it so much that I keep sending it to people who are like very high. I keep shooting I've for heard, the stars. I've, I, I oh know. yeah, I keep shooting. You know, I was I was in the studio with you actually. Okay. And then you had sent me an email. You're like, "Yo, I'm trying, trying to this, this this person on it." And I was like, oh, "Okay." I was now like, listen, I don't know if it end up being one of those people, but <laughs> I'm like, it's so fire to me that I'm like, you know, I'm gonna just keep waiting and, and sending it to the to the right till we I'm, make it yeah, work. I'm sure it's gonna be crazy. You gotta it is. tap in with Nina Sky for that album. Ooh, like, you got wow. Why you why did that come to your mind? Cause they got that they got that heat. That by the way, that's like <laughs> NYC heat. Well, by the way, you know how doable that is. That's Laura Styles' best friends. You gotta get that Nina Sky record going. That's an interesting thought. I know, yo, look at I got yo, ideas for you. Yo, look at Lord Jamonte Alvin A and R over here. I got ideas for you. I don't know. Y'all don't need no credit. I just you I know? Know here. Yo, just for that, if I do get them on a record, I'm gonna make sure I call it um, something yeah. about the plug pussy yeah. part yeah. two in the title. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. you know what I mean. Um, go guys, check out the uh, the album highly favored. It's yes. out right now everywhere. Buck Dudley, Lord Jamonte Ogben. Get it on Billboard's Top 100. Let's go. <laughs> Please Absolutely. keep spending the album so we can tour it overseas. We got you. We, we're going we're gonna to play our part over here, and hopefully everyone Let's out there go. listening will go spin it as well. Thank you guys for coming through. Thank you for having us. You know. Yeah, you know what it is. Real Late Hot 97. My name is Peter Rosenberg. And, oh, man, I got, I got more... Uh, more real late staples in the building. First of all, all the way from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. It's not Brett the Hitman Hart. You know what I mean? Close. It's my man Nicholas Craven. <laughs> Nick Craven, what's good, bro? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I mean, you're still you're still the excellence of execution. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Um, and by the way, Brett's from Calgary. I apologize. It's still just it's Canada. Uh, and then also uh, all the way. You don't hear me say this every day. Every day from Delaware. Where exactly in Delaware? By the way, originally. Dover, Delaware. Dover, Delaware. Don't get it. He said that with the. He said that with a uh, with some tone in his voice, some like bass Dover, in his voice. Like not, not the other one. <laughs> I'll bring your mic a little closer. Three o two. Yeah, that three o two. My man Jay Nice is in the building as well. How are you guys? I'm good, brother. Yo, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for sure. having thank us, bro. Thank you for having us. And um, also, Jay, thank you for for blessing the album. Oh, absolutely, man. That mind yeah. over matter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the joint too. I'm gonna tell you right now, yeah. man. A lot of people mess with that one. It's humbling. Talk close to the mic. That's humbling, man. Thank you, man. Like you had you had one of those verses that had a lot of quotables on it. Like a lot of people hit me up quoting your verse, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, I thought there were there were a couple of people. Obviously, there were a lot of names who were new to people who heard the project. But the two people, the, the two songs that probably got me the most like questions of who is that were Vel the Wonder on the intro and Shout you on now. the Mind Over Matter uh, joint. I thought you bodied that. Um, for people not familiar, Nicholas Craven, phenomenal uh, producer. How what, what, what would you say people could be? You've done a lot of ish now, especially over the last couple of years. Where would people be most familiar with your work, Nick? As of recently, probably the Boldy Project, Fair Exchange No Robbery. Talk about it. Uh, uh, my work with Makami, Rock Marciano, 
a lot of Vaim stuff. That, he's probably the person I've worked with the most and the longest too. Uh, God, the God Fahim. Yeah. And how does that? How did that relationship begin? Uh, I found Fahim when I was like going through all the Griselda stuff on SoundCloud in like 2014, 2015, and I heard the Black Pearl project he had with Camouflage Monk. Shout out to Monk, by the way. Okay. And um, yeah. I heard that joint he had on there, Pray For Me, and I just had to hit him with some beats. And he heard the first pack, he was like, oh, this, this is dope, you know, like, good luck with all of this, you know? So I started really studying his style, and I made one specific beat, and I sent it to him. And 10 hours after sending the email, he sent back the song Nosferatu. I was going to ask you what it was. It was Nosferatu. That's yeah. the one right there. And that was like 2015. Probably, thank you, bro. And that's like probably my first track I did with like somebody from the states, really, like that I really admired and that I really like was like a fan of. So I talked to my guy Thomas Belanger, and uh, we flew down to Atlanta, shot a video for that, shot a video for Fire Lord Jose, and we shot a video also for a, a posse cut, a two posse cuts that he's done too. So what when when you're from Montreal? Do you have anyone specifically coming up who you have in mind who you've seen do it from Montreal? Or are you sort of carving out your own thing and using the uh, benefits of modern technology to just find a way in? Yeah, because there's some people that I would listen to from Montreal. Shout out to Connaissar, shout out to Sans Pression, Roy Nuck, of course. But they, except for Roy Nuck, they weren't really like on the scene like internationally that much. So I didn't really have any, like, role models as far as that. I just kind of found a way through the internet, through, you know, SoundCloud and YouTube and Gmail, you know. It it's wild, bro. Yeah. It's such a different thing than the cats in the past, you know what I mean? Like, there are so many great people from all over Canada, from all the way from the West Coast to Toronto to Montreal that were dope over all those years, mm -hmm. and it was just a tougher play to ever cross over, which is sort of like why when... It feels like Drake blew up. There was almost so much like, oh, my God, he's Canadian. It was like yeah. as if Canada's far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was sort of a bugged out thing. And then the Toronto floodgates opened. Shout out to them. The weekend party next door. Yeah. Know. And, I mean, listen, I my, my Canadian hip-hop roots go back to, like, how old are you? 30. I mean, I mean, you probably know them now, but like you know, uh, the Rascals. Yeah, from from um, BC, right? Yeah, they're yeah, from BC. Sure. Uh, Mocha Only, for sure, of course. Is Mocha Only legendary status? Uh, Swollen members are pretty. Swollen members, pretty well, well enjoyed and recognized for sure. Right. Um, Swollen members are big. Pause. Um, yeah. You mean? <laughs> listen, they decided to name themselves Swollen members. Yeah, you you know, they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> Shout out to them. Swollen members is crazy. Man. No, it's loose. It's, <laughs> it's, it's loose. It's super loose. <laughs> Um, Cardi, of course. Yeah. Well, well can tell me because we're on one app. Cardinal official is a friend of the show. What what sort of like status does Cardi hold in Canada? I know he now does Canada's Got Talent. He's you know he's behind the scenes doing a bunch of stuff. We got a homie that he uh, he works with too right now behind the scenes. Shout out to Zach Zoya. Where's my camera actually? I can't, oh, right here. All right, cool. <laughs> there you go. So when you have your shout outs, <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you want to get your exactly. your glamour shot, exactly. that's the one right there. So they can clip it and, you know, right, right. do thing with it. Right. <laughs> do you want to say it? Well, here, say it a little bit more perfectly and look to the camera. Shout out Zach Zoya. Boom, we got a drop. Uh, it's that easy. Um, and um, real quick, what do you? what's the most recent project that you've dropped on the people? What's the most recent one? It's my project with... Mike Shab, who's here with us tonight, uh, Shadow Moses. And that's a beat project? It's uh, or, He's rapping. I'm doing all the beats. He's a rapper-producer from Montreal, and he's been going crazy for years. And recently, he was more into, like, uh, a plug sound, drill, trap type of sound before, and he, like, blew up in France with that with uh, his partner, Jean Lou. Shout out to Jean Lou. Long live Jean Lou, of course. Um, and he started doing this new style recently like when he started listening to like Griselda and stuff like that and then we met up because he knew about the Fahim stuff and right now to me he's like the best artist in Canada after Drake basically wow yeah. this is high praise you're getting from Nicholas yeah, I'm, I'm telling you all so, right all right so you're gonna send me so I need to get some some of your clean music uh, he's rapping in just English English do you, do you do you ever rap in French were you rapping in French before never, did. never? that's so interesting I mean can you imagine yo 
Listen, man. Let me just, let me say something, man. We don't need to feel bad because we don't speak any languages. Jay, I don't want to speak for you. Maybe you, are, nah, are you nah, fluent nah. in French? No, no, not at all. I mean, like, listen. I am. Americans are so repug. We know nothing. Like, I can't imagine. Now, you guys, as French Canadians, French was first for both of you. I yeah. assume. I presume, mm -hmm. as it always is. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that's why one of the things I love about Montreal. I was just out there for WWE. We talked about it. it was fucking brutal when i was out there it's, yeah, it's it brutal bad. every time it was I'm bad out. it was bad yo whenever i'm in montreal it's just brutal but i love that place and <laughs> yeah it's just so interesting culturally because the the french and the, the french canadian part of montreal is so pervasive and like important in the culture and you guys are like so proud of it and man the crowd in that building that night when sammy Zayn and kevin owens who are french canadian were out there was one of my favorite experiences i've gotten to ever witness in in person but yeah as as americans we just we can barely even put together English, you know. Yeah, it's hard out here. So you got you guys make sure ignorance, but you guys make some fire shit. So we got to come True. through and recognize, yeah. and you know, come to the mecca to do shows and shit. Listen, I will gladly take credit for what um, kids in the Bronx in the mid, the early to mid seventies created. You yeah. know, at least my mild contributions by playing this music. America does do some good things. That's a fact. Even places like Delaware, Jay Nice. In fact, what the hell is tell people. Please tell us right now what the hell is going on in Dover, Delaware. Well, um, I mean that generally, and like, well, we're known for um, we're known for uh, we have a, a historic HBCU um, facts Dell State Dell State yeah that's a thing legendary homecomings we've had everybody. facts um, we also uh, we have an Air Force base that is know? true and you know so if anybody like you know dies in combat or something in the military they they got to come to us you know what I mean uh, beyond that some beautiful beaches. Some beautiful beaches, Lewis, Rehoboth Beach. Hold on. You better show some love. You got the mother effing president of the United States. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Young, exactly. Young Joey. Young Joey. You know, young Joey holding it, holding it down. Shout out to Wilmington holding it down. And still, goes, and still is back there. Used to take the train back like every, every weekend. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You ever seen Joey B? Nah, I have not seen Joey B. Because he will pop up. Oh, he yeah, will, nah, for sure. Especially if you're in like Rehoboth at the beach. Or you're uh, in Bethany or wherever it might be. Mm -hmm. Joey might, might roll up on you. Yeah, he might be somewhere in the sand. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> feeding seagulls or something. But, you know and I mean? you know what? How about this? More. When I was a kid, uh, our elementary school trip, we went to Cape Penelope in Delaware. Mm, you got some ties in Delaware. Man. I, I, I had some ties. All right. <laughs> no, it's not, no, more, no more ties? <laughs> not as tied. <laughs> not as, not as tied. <laughs> it's a little... The ties are not the same, I but I had a lot of memories in Delaware, right, right, for sure. Right, I had some right. pleasant some pleasant days yeah, in Delaware. Shame. Is there... Growing up in Dover, you're not there anymore. You moved no, out? No, I'm in Atlanta. Now. But your fam is there? Yeah, fam is there. Yeah. So, like, was there a scene of any sort, or was it going to Philly? Like, how did that work? Yeah, uh... Not really in in my in my town like Wilmington a little bit like we had a little bit of motion like um, DJ Brand he's from our uh, he's from Wilmington he's uh, Meek Mill's DJ now okay but oh, he, used to, he used to be um, a DJ for uh, a radio station we had one on one point seven okay Kiss FM so he that was, was the urban station that was the urban station yeah so um, you know when it shut down he moved on to that and um, a couple of Glimmers here and there, man, but not not too much, man. Not too much. So yeah, so a, culturally, we have to go to Philly. What do people call being from Delaware? Like, what's the slang editorial for the oh, from man. Delaware? Um, you can't say the D. Nah, not the D. We know That's taken. We, yeah. Um, I used to call it, man. Like particularly, like where I'm from, I used to call it the belly of the East. Because, Ooh. You know, because um, you know, Delaware is kind of like in the belly of the East Coast, so yep. I kind of took that and um. And then even Dover, where I'm from, is kind of in the middle of Delaware. You know, you got Wilmington up top, and then you got, you know, on the bottom, you got, like, Cape Enlope and, like, you know, and, like, Felton and all that. So we're, like, right here in the middle in the capital. So that's what I used to call it. And they kind of, like, gained traction, like, in my city. You know, I used to call it that. So, And, again, this it's cool to kind of have you guys together. Um, and by the way, you know, uh, congratulations, Nick, on the on the show this past weekend with God Fahim oh, SOBs. Thank oh, you, man. Jay Nice, you came through and oh, blessed. Man. Oh my goodness, my brother! It was a it was a we moment. Smoked that. Oh, it yeah. was a moment, man. Just because like SOBs is what four hundred something like yeah, that. Three three fifty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was about three fifty in there. Yeah, like, it was it was special, man. You know what I mean? It was just great to like finally, you know, link up with Nick. This is this is our second time meeting. SOBs was the first time us meeting. You know what I mean? And just to share that space and you know just the, our fans coming together in new york and just really tapping into our market man it was it was something to witness man it was it was beautiful 
Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, who 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 in total showed up, Nick? How many people blessed that stage? Who who was it? Uh, we had Jimmy D from Montreal who came with me. Shout out to Jimmy. Okay. Uh, we did four joints. Um, then Shab came on. We did six joints. Uh, Fahim came on and we started the, the like main set. And Fahim brought on two hundred, just you know, two hundred verses. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. Dump dropped, dumping, just dumping, just yeah. like one minute, one minute, one minute, just like going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. And then he brought out um, nice to do what four songs? Um, we did three me, songs. Yeah, me and him did two, and then Rush did uh, he did one, so yeah. like four songs in total. And then right after that, Drew came out. Drew blessed the stage, did three joints, mm-hmm. got out of there. Me and Fahim closed out the show, and that was it. It's pretty cool, man. Congrats, man. I'm Thank sorry you, I missed bro. that. I had a so I had a family good. situation up here. I was trying to come through. That looked like a that was a fire lineup, and I love I love seeing it, man. I mean, obviously we've had you know Mark's had some great success with the supply and demand shows, but really cool to see you guys do that at SOBs. Now, Jay, you got a you got a project on the way. I do talk I about do. it, and I I came bearing gifts. Oh, you did? I came bearing gifts. Man. Oh, please, my guy, dog. I, I appreciate. I, listen, I bro. I appreciate it. I I, I love gifts. You know what I'm saying, but yes, yes, I do have a uh, a project coming. Um, the title is Rise and Shine. Um, it's on. It's through Empire Records. It's executive produced by my man Chase Infinite. Oh, you brought me a stash of vinyl. Yeah, I brought you a little stash, man. Oh, fam. Right here, let me get over Yo, my guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. Oh yeah, some cassettes. I, I loaded you up a little bit. Yo, my guy. Fire. The collection. You know what I mean? I see the. Which which which? Uh, yeah, you see what's that? This this is just my this is my girls. There's some some joints here. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, isn't sure. the cribbo. You know, it's right, the office. Right, right. Gotcha. So which okay? Before I ask you about the stuff you just gave me, tell me about this uh this project Rise and Shine that's dropping on the nineteenth. Okay, I or got that you. dropped on the nineteenth, I should say. Oh uh, yeah, it's dropping this Friday through um Haroon Records slash Empire. Um, it's me and uh, Doe Networks. Um, it's our brainchild and um, the homie Chase Infinite. You know what I mean? He's uh, executive producing it. You know what I mean? Powering it. You know, and he's rapping on it as well. Mm. Um, Wait, you got Chase Infinite. By the way, Chase Infinite, former underground rapper. For people who know who are listening. Self-scientific. Man. Juan, Juan Epheads, you know about self-scientific. Yes, that Chase Infinite. Yes. But also... Legend. Also the... Uh, the the manager for ASAP Rocky absolutely um, he's been just an industry vet now he's done a lot on the management side label side etc you've got him out of the out of the boardroom and onto the microphone I did man he he wanted to do it himself too man he's like hey man you know I still rap I I'm like all right all right well well it would be an honor you know what I mean so uh yeah we uh we actually shot the video in front of his uh coffee shop which mm. is like a legendary coffee shop in uh, Lamert Park Harun Coffee if you ever there. Stop by and get some coffee. Shout out her own coffee. Um, but yeah, that was um, an official shout out. You look at the camera again, Nick. Yeah, you know what you're doing. <laughs> get all your shout outs straight to that camera. You know what you're doing. Over there. Yes, sir. But um, but how, yeah. well, how did that come to be? How the how the Chase Infinite come, thing come to be? Man, um, I've been uh, I've been tuned in with him, man, just since uh, you know, just since uh, the early days of ASAP, man. You know, um, me and uh, you know, uh, God bless the uh, the day, uh, ASAP Yams. We used to have a, a relationship. Before even ASAP popped off, you know, we used to be on message boards and, you know, texting each other on AIM, like big pun verses and shit. He'd pop it off, you know what I mean? You know, he'd just type, uh, you know, just the, the beginning bars of just whatever from Capital Punishment, you know what I mean? So we had a real, um, you know, relationship, man. I'm really I'm really sad that we never got to really connect in, uh, in real life because I probably would have, you know, probably would have been a part of the mob because that's just the, the type of dude he was, you know what I mean? And he liked the way I rapped back then, too, so... So I was paying attention to Chase, you know, just through um, just observing that movement. And I'm like, man, you know, this dude, man, I, I like the name. And, you know, I just kept hearing his name. I kept hearing his name through the years. So um, I was having a conversation with Doe one day because I was watching this Chase Infinite um, interview. And uh, he happened to mention uh, one of my other homies, Mock, Mock Homie. You know, and I'm like, yo, he, he dialed in like that. You know what I mean? So I told Doe, I'm like, man. It would be ill if I could like connect with this dude, man, because obviously tapped into the underground, you know what I mean? And um, you know, he made a call, and man, like the rest was history, man. He was he was down to do it, you know. What I mean, he heard some music, and he was just like, man, yeah, let's put together a project. I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I'll push that button, you know what I mean? So, you know, we're here now. That's pretty dope, bro. And also, it, it makes it sort of like yams, almost, you know, being involved from the beyond. 
that's how it feels, man. I ain't gonna front, like, not to be spooky or nothing, but that's how it feels. It's like, yo, because, like, I always really felt like, yo, if I'd have just took a, a trip to New York, you know, I was on my young bullshit back then. I wasn't, like, focused, you know what I mean? So I feel like if I would have been focused like I am now, we would have definitely linked in, you know, because I know a couple of homies he put on, like, ASAP Ant, shout out to ASAP Ant. Um, he was just, he became a part of the mob by just being around, you know what I mean? Just kind of, you know, so I know Yams was just, he was just tapped in like that, man. You know, he was an exec on it, like a young exec, you know what I mean? We used to call him Yoda, you know what I mean? So I knew that probably would have ended up happening, you know what I mean? But it seems like, you know, he's kind of guiding it from, like you said, from the beyond, you know what I mean? I know he would be, we would have been linked if he would have still been here. So you, so how, so you've been at this for what, like 13 years? How long you been at this? Man, like, when I was dealing with him, I wasn't even, I mean, I was rapping just, like, keeping my blade sharp, but I wasn't, like, actively, like, pursuing it. Just, like, local, yokel type of type of stuff, but I wasn't really, like. Who enjoyed the message boards and the blogs and all yeah, that. Yeah, I used to text battle and all that shit, man. Like, I'm Talk to me about text nerd, battling, because I, I need to, to. I used to, man, we used to, they used to have these message boards where you could really, like, just like uh, how battle rap is now. Like, you know, you would kind of study, you know, whoever, whoever wanted to get into the ring. And you know you name flip flip their names like you know you don't know these people you don't know what they look like you know what I mean so you know and I used to I used to actually uh, I was most prevalent um, in uh, smack it was a smack DVD magazine forum and uh, I became a champion on that you know what I mean so that's I'm like just my, nicing people up with the with the keyboards hitting them with the just dangerous riz man just real dangerous riz so yeah so um actually been really trying to do it like really professionally doing it for about. Like four years now. Oh, really? So you so it took a while. Took what a were while. you doing? What were you doing to pay the bills in the meantime? Um, what like before? Uh, before I started. Uh, in between, in the years of you were just on oh. the message boards. And oh, I mean, you know, I mean, I was running around. You know, I was hustling, and you know, had a, had a couple gigs. You know, but I was just really unsatisfied, like because, like I said, we didn't have a scene where I was from. So, and I was super dialed into the internet. Like I, I knew like most of the stuff that was going on culturally, like you know, hip hop. So. I just knew where the hubs were, you know, and I, I knew a, 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 a kind of secret hub was Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like everybody touches Atlanta, you know what I mean, when they are in their their journey. You know, you have to come there because, you know, it's just a special melting pot of people that, like, if you get in the right circles, you can find your way. And that's what happened with me. You know? When did you go there? I moved to Atlanta in 2017. Okay. And I want to say, yo, like, maybe like a couple of months after that, I met Fahim at Lenox Mall. Mm. Wow. Yeah, like, no bullshit. Like, sorry, I don't know if we can. No, you're good. So, um, I'm leaving Lennox Mall, you know what I mean? And I'm going up the escalator. And he's coming down the escalator at the same time, like, on some this shit, I swear. Like, just really. So, I just was like, yo, Fahim. I was familiar with him. And I'm like, yo, Fahim. He like, what's up? I'm like, yo, it's nice. And he don't know me from a can of paint, but I'm like, yo, it's nice. He like, what's up? I'm like, I'm about to spin back around and, you know, get with you. And, um. He didn't sprint to the exit. No, nah, he didn't go. Who is this guy? Like, oh God! Fastly walk. Yeah, yeah, a little nah, quick he, walk out the he, door. I knew it was on because he, you know, when I turned back and went back down, he was just standing there like waiting. So, you know, ever since then, well, matter of fact, um, a couple of weeks later, he called me. He had a, uh, he had a, uh, his own little producer room in Patchwork. I don't know if you ever been. I remember. They got like a little, you know, uh, he had his own little producer room. So he already was like, you know, really focused. So, and after that, we just built, built. Now, I mean, that's my brother. You know, that's family for. No. So, what can you tell us about this uh, this new project, the Chase? What's what's the uh... man? It's loaded, man. It's loaded with features. I got the Outlaws on there. Um, okay, can you tell me about this? The, the this working with the Outlaws thing. I'm I'm truly fascinated about this, as I just finished the Tupac doc. Yeah, and I I'm like, started yet, man. I've been saving, bruh. I know it's crazy. No, it's no. It's, I know it's it's five parts, right? Five parts, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, keeps getting crazy. better and better and better. Yeah. And then, of course, you know. You know the heartbreak is coming, but it still ends up yeah. breaking your heart regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, the outlaws are in it sort of as a... They don't go into a super lot of detail about the outlaws specifically. They just are part of the story, you know, yeah. him and the outlaws and mm -hmm. how many people he had with him. Um, but, yeah, how did that come to be? Again... And um, which members of the outlaws are, like, active and still doing things? Um, well, the ones I got on there, um, I got Young Noble and I got uh, Edie Amin. Oh, Edie yeah. Amin's all over the, the dock. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they're on it. Um, and again, um, shout out to Doe Networks. Um, you know, he's tapped in with a lot of people. You know what I mean? So, he was like, man, 
you know, because um, I had the record with Fahim. It's actually, um, um, y'all are here, um, it's actually on a, um, a Tupac sample, a Keep Your Head Up. So you know how somehow, sometimes that could come off hokey, you know, if you redo it. It's, it's redo risky. It classic, it's, it's very risky. risky. I think mine's came out cool. The beat was cool. It wasn't too much. And um, I had Fahim on it. And Doe was like, man, I think it'd be dope if we can get the Outlaws on there, man. I'm like, if anybody could do it, man, it's you. So he made some calls, and, you know, um, I think uh, Noble popped it off first. You know, he shouted out me and Fahim, and then he went to his verse, and then um, ED came shortly after that. And um, I got my brother Kooji Young singing on, the, uh, singing on the hook. You know, shout out to him. Um, and it came out great. So, yeah, I got them. Um, I got Fredro Star on there. My brother Fredro Star. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You, you, this is this, yeah, this I, the one right here. This, this is, is the one. Pete. This well, I'm, 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 I'm interested in this. How's 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 Fredro start sounding in 2023? Man, it's like he sounded in '94. Man, he's still hungry. Word. I just did a show with them uh, in Atlanta. They came down to Atlanta um, with R. A. The Rugged Man. Um, mm. Shout out to R. A. The Rugged Man too. Man, he had us in uh, King of Diamonds. You know what I mean? Shout out What's R. A. The Rugged Man like? Um. I don't really know because it was so loud in the strip club. So like you know, you know he obviously I, still he likes to party. Obviously, yeah, you know how you like you know, whisper something, you act like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't so know what the, I don't know what the fuck he's talking. Yeah, about. it was a lot of that. <laughs> but um, he, he's a cool dude though, man. Really solid dude. He introduced uh, me and Fahim to uh, Akinelli. Who runs the Who runs who the club? Runs right, the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was fire. My if my girl was here, and this is her place originally, she'd be very excited because Akinelli's from Queens. Even though we had a long discussion about where Akinelli's from exactly in Queens, because um, she claimed they were from the same area, and he, she she thought he was from Fresh Meadows, he's not. Anyways, shouts to Akinelli, the god Akinelli. Um, uh, Ari the Rugged Man and Onyx. And Onyx, yeah. That is a show that you can both enjoy hip hop and misstep and just get your just get fucking smacked. Oh yeah, for sure. It could happen. They, they was mashing in there. Have you ever watched the? Uh, have you ever happened to stumble upon the? Interview of myself and Sif and Onyx, and at one point I I <laughs> they just start screaming at me, and I was like, wait, I don't know what just happened. Are we going left here? Where are we going? It was when they were on that press run. You remember they were on a press run where they almost smacked Charlemagne. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh-huh. it's now listen. So they were Aggie. They were Aggie at the time, and I now for the record because I'm not. Well, I say this with all due respect because I'm not a disrespectful prick. I didn't get that close to getting smacked. But I was just like, where's this conversation going? I thought I'd just ask a question. Yeah, yeah. There was They're something wrong, about man. dancers. I was surprised about them dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, you know? <laughs> you can see how... I, I can see all how it, is. All it takes is that they conversation. Don't <laughs> I don't think I brought it up, though. I think I just reacted a way that seems potentially smack-worthy. And I get it. I have sort of a smacky face. So, you know, I, I understand it. Um, yo, anyways, that's, that's, that's fire. So that project... Uh, people need to go check for that immediately. Um, now, Jay, if people uh, the the lowercase and uppercase of your name makes no difference, people search on their on their uh, on their oh, yeah, Spotify, yeah. right? You can just type it the regular way. That's just because my style. let me tell you one thing: when I was sending out the track listing for my album, mm-hmm. I had to redo the whole shit after I realized I I fucked oh, up your no. your lowercase uppercase. Oh well, it would have been fine. It wouldn't I appreciate have ma- the well, details. No, bro. come on, this is your name. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, bro. Damn it, I respect your name. <laughs> um, Jay Nice, Nicholas Craven, yo, stream the music. There is so much great stuff from both of you guys. Very excited about what you guys both have coming. Um, and man, I really appreciate the randomness of having Montreal and Dover, Delaware together on one track. You know what only I mean? Only here, only yeah, here. Man. This is the only place where you get anything like this. Um, I appreciate you both, man. Hey man, appreciate you. Bro. All right, you know Thank the you, you know the vibes. Thank you guys. Sure, sure. Cipher sounds. Peter Rosenberg. One app is life. Shut the fuck up, Billy June.